0: Okay. Yo,
1: what's up?
0: Uh, I'm Corinne. I'm Rainy. And this is being an artist fucking killing me. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in guys. Um, before we start today's show, I really want to talk about something that I've been thinking about quite a bit over the last few days. I'm sure you've already seen Childish Gambino's new music video. This is America. Uh, statements. Oh my gosh. Huge. Super cool. I'm feeling super inspired by this music video because, well, for a lot of reasons, but the director, Hiro Mirai, um, is super stylistic in my opinion. Um, if you check out the music video Gold by Chet Faker, he also did that. Um, they're stylistically the same. Um, and it makes me want to like experiment with long shots. It makes me want to experiment with moving cameras, all of those like really cool things that he does, you know, chaotic um, things in the background. Um, But does that mean I'm gonna go make a music video or make a dance video to
1: match that? And here's what the question is, what's the difference between being inspired by something and copying something? Right. And that's a huge question
0: out there. We live in a world where it's really easy to watch other people's work, to see what they're doing so it's also really easy to like maybe overstep some boundaries and like take something that's not yours. Right. Um, and call it your own without giving like due proper credit. Yeah.
1: And I mean we, we're all exposed to the same stuff. We all have the internet. We're all yeah. looking at the same things and
0: being inspired by the same things and we're sometimes all seeing the same advertisements, right. the same fucking T right. V shows. So we like also, it's also important to recognize that there are trends. Yeah. And
1: sometimes ideas are just coinciding with each other. Yeah. For example, we did our gal pal photo shoot. We did a jean look. So did Nosos Collective. Yeah. They were both probably shot differently. No one released any pictures. It just happened because it's summer and everyone's in jeans. Yeah. And the Kardashians just, just did a Christmas card <laughs> against a white background. And they're in all Delos. doing... And they're all wearing denim and there's guests around and there's Levi around. Calvin Klein. Right. Yeah. It
0: was this very is... much
1: just two ideas coinciding at the same time.
0: Yeah. And there is no, this is not a new or revolutionary idea. Yeah. Blue on white.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> jean
0: outfits. No, not new. It's taken from a very,
1: <laughs> very specific thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but we just want to like push people and ourselves to really think critically when we watch something or when you see something. Mm-hmm think about why you like it, mm-hmm. why it's inspiring you to do more work, mm-hmm. and then maybe use those ideas to push your work forward mm-hmm. and not really necessarily go, oh, I see a long shot happening in a music video. I'm going to put a long shot in my Or I see people video. having
1: success in this way. Yes. I'm going to do the same thing and it's going to be fine because I live on the other side of the world or I live on the other side of the country mm-hmm. or I live somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. The inter- The internet's... Super yes. accessible to everybody. And it makes it a very small world. Right. Yeah. And if you have very similar friends and you're exposed to other people's pages or people's mm-hmm. life, then really think about what, what you're doing with that information.
0: Yeah. And we're not calling out anybody specific yeah. We're just like talking about a topic.
1: Yeah. We've been talking about this a lot in the past couple weeks, months,
0: even. Ye- years. Yeah. Years. <laughs> and it's also like, How do you, because there's also this idea that like nothing is really new anymore, Mm. right? right? We're all like reinterpreting, Mm. reimagining things we already know. Right. But there's a line and we have to decide where that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And exactly say what you're inspired from.
0: Yeah. If you're taking it. Totally. Right. Because dance is passed down through generation to generation. Yeah. And I understand, <laughs> like, life inspired by art, inspired by life, inspired by art, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah,
1: blah, But use that information and create your own thing.
0: Yeah. Put your own little bedazzle on it. Put your own little spin totally. on it. Don't regurgitate information. Right. Yeah, exactly. Think critically.
1: So, yeah, just think about it. If you have anything to say, let us know. DM our GalPAL Instagram account. Email us. Email us at galpalprods at gmail.com. Or send us a GIF. Send us a gift, <laughs> right. Don't Whatever. post a huge rant on Facebook and expect us to communicate like that. <laughs> Contact us dr- directly. Yes. So we can have a conversation about it because we're not into being mean and getting in fights with people. We just really want to have open conversations with people.
0: Yes, and the point of that is like having a conversation. Right. You can't fight online because it's not a conversation. You mm-hmm. edit what you say, you think about you like, oh, it's just not a conversation because there's no back and forth and there's right. no like connection yeah to another human yeah so that's not real
1: right <laughs> so yeah let us know if there's anything that you want to say to that or add to that and we'd yeah. love
0: to have you on the show probably yeah also yeah. that you'd be us. super lovely <laughs> cool <laughs> um so moving on who do today? we have today krenn we have galen hogg um rapper musician frontman. yeah he's gonna tell us all about it we're super excited Awesome, let's get started. What's going on? Hey, thanks for coming.
2: No problem, (laughs) glad to be here.
0: Um, So, tell us about how you got started with the band Tiny Danza. Uh,
2: So, I did a lot of, uh, I was in a few groups before that in Montreal, and um, I went to an art school, uh, high school, typical School of the Arts. And we were all kind of like, if not, buds like in each other's periphery there and uh, we all got along really well and uh, they were all the all the musicians in the band Mm -hmm. all the uh, instrument instrumentalists were doing their instrument in school together so they had been playing together by the time we got together for about 10 years or so oh wow so about four years after high school I moved back to Toronto from Montreal and they had already started a band it was actually weird it was a folk band uh, with Andrew Cameron being the uh, the lead there. And uh, he just had all these folk songs, and so he hired the band to uh, make them cool, because they weren't. <laughs> they were just like singer-songwriter, like really kind of, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very folksy. I yeah. mean, they were cool in their own way, yeah. I'm sure. Really well-written. But, uh, and then for some reason, they're like, uh, we should really like spruce it up a bit. Let's uh, We should get a rapper in here. And... <laughs> So they called me up, and I
1: had you specialized in rap at school. No, (laughs) no, I was was a painter. I was was
2: a painter. I don't do that anymore. Um, School kind of ruined fainting for me, but Mm -hmm. uh, as a result of just being around so many musicians, I fell in love with music. So uh, yeah, we started this band. Uh, We. It was a total joke to us, so we came up with the funniest name we could, and that was Tiny Danza.
1: And, uh, I love that.
2: I was only involved in a couple songs at first, and we noticed that um, when we were playing our our tunes, um, you know, this is for at this time an audience of like twenty, thirty people, mostly our friends, probably all of our friends, unless there were some stragglers in the bar.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we noticed that everybody would go to the bar and get a drink during the folk songs, and everybody would come back up and get excited for all the the Rapping songs.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, yeah, so they're like, you want to be a part of the band? And I was, sure. So I was the last guy in.
0: Last guy in. Mm-hmm. Um, how so, many guys total? Yeah.
2: Uh, for about half of our career, there were six. And we just could not hold down a bass player. So we eventually just said, fuck it. Get these guys out of here. These bums. No, they're all awesome. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: and we uh, just had Santa. um He's our keys player. He would just play the keys with his right hand and the bass synth with his left hand. Okay. Oh. Super talented guy. So we're like, yeah, you can just be two guys. You
1: can yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. You can just do both. Outsourcing.
2: Money gets split less, one last way. Yeah. And uh, not that we ever really took a paycheck. We always just put it back into the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in theory, when we were, you know, going to blow up, one right. less person to pay. Right. Yeah.
0: So speaking of blowing
1: up. (laughs) So what happened at Universal slash Wax? Is that the other?
2: Uh, Yeah. So Wax is a subsidiary of Universal, um, but it was like it was in the Universal building. Mm -hmm. We had to get all of our stuff through the president of Universal and everything. So um, like all the decisions actually kind of went through Universal and the owner of Wax is more like an Mm A&R more than anything. Uh, so we hooked up with them. We had won a this uh, big indie competition called Indie Week. Mm-hmm. It was like three thousand bands or something. And We just kind of entered it, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, fun." Is like, that here in Toronto? As in Toronto,
0: yeah. Cool. What
2: year was that? Um, 2011.
0: Okay. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that's actually a good way to remember when all this happens. I'm so bad with timelines. <laughs> that was definitely 2011.
0: That was a hard marker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. After that, it was in um, London, Ireland, like it moves, moves around, but mm. they have a home here in Toronto. Cool. So we won that. And, uh, one of the uh, judges was just like kind of blown away by our performance mm-hmm. and, uh, in the semi-final round. And he just started shopping us basically to the label. So he was oh, like, wow. he's like, I just gonna, you know, I'm sure if I bring you in, I'll get a chance to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have a much bigger budget, and I'm a producer, so blah blah blah. blah. It was like a, a a nice relationship that way, and then we just kind of settled with Wax. At the time, it seemed like a really good idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Had he produced for other bands before, <clears throat> the Judge?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's still quite active. He's got a, like some Junos and probably oh wow some. Uh, I don't know if he has much international stuff, but he's big. He was pretty in big Canada? in Canada. Yeah. yeah.
0: What was what about the wax deal that made you think it was a good idea
2: um in hindsight, I think we were a little desperate to uh take our career to the next level right and um there were a lot of promises made in sure. the wax uh the wax meetings, and uh they seemed the most gung ho about it, and to us that meant uh you know more enthusiasm, less chance of being shelved uh, right. which is super common especially when you're uh sitting in a major label right um
0: explain to people what being shelved means
2: being shelved is like uh you get signed they sign you to a a, in a full album deal uh with no timeline for instance Mm. and then all of a sudden your album's done and they just keep passing on it and they just keep passing on it katie perry uh, got
1: shelved actually ah. and then weird information yeah (laughs) but um
2: (laughs) happens to so many people
1: She got shelved for a really long time, and someone stole her tapes at the company and shopped them to someone else. That's smart, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's super common, and it's really, it's like, it's a terrifying thing because uh, to the labels, you're... Uh, a commodity, and if there's something else popping, or all of a sudden your sound's not cool, mm-hmm. like a bunch of old fucking white dudes deciding what's cool is just <laughs> hilarious. Let's get real. And, that's the entire world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these old white dudes <laughs> old, deciding what's
0: that's cool. Point correct.
1: <laughs>
2: old white men are like the reason this is such a piss whole world. Um, so
1: you'd been shopped around to other labels as well. Yeah, as we,
2: we were um, we were talking to Sony. We were talking to. Um, a couple other indie labels, and we had uh, we had our hearts set on a few labels that didn't pan out. Um, in hindsight, we probably could have just waited a little bit and got with those labels because, right. yeah. You know, our so they say. But uh, yeah, meeting with all those people after, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we were we had our eyes on you, but yeah, you could have probably just waited out a little bit longer." So,
0: yeah, oh. it's also like so disappointing to hear that. Yeah, and like also, how much is that true, and how much of it is like pandering? Right? Yeah, you know, and, and
2: especially once we had uh, started touring a little more, and kind of we kind of became like Toronto sweethearts for a while, and then mm-hmm. and then of course everyone's like, oh yeah, we would have signed you, but before that, nobody knew who we were. So, right.
0: Yeah. Um, so for people I don't know, can do you have like a genre that you fit into with Tiny Danza, You think? What would you describe it as?
2: Uh, that one's hard. Everybody kind of likes to. Put you in a genre, but I mean, we. I would say hip hop because I would write most of the hip hop parts, right. and then um, the other guys who barely even listen to hip hop uh, would say more like indie rock. And uh, right. when we first started out, it was very jazzy. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like so many of those bands are popping up around Toronto now, or I notice in the Toronto scene, it's just like lots of big time instrumentals with people rapping, some people singing. Like mm-hmm. there's tons of, I went to a show the other day at Night Owl and that's what it was. It was like an eight piece instrumental with like tubas and trombones. Brass band. Yeah. yeah. And then people rapping.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so much more exciting. I, it's, and it's also such a crutch. Like I've performed in front of huge audiences, like especially like frost tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like five, 600 kids that have never seen you before. Mm-hmm. Um, some of, like, some of them have heard of you, most of them haven't, and, you know, it could, that could be nerve-wracking if it was just me and an iPod, but with, you know, five guys behind me, it's, like, it's nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I would, I'd be intimidated, like, especially, like, going forward as a solo artist. It's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of scared of, scared for my first show. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. By yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll
2: probably hire a drummer at the very least, just to yeah. be up there and take a little... Right.
0: And it's like energy-wise, right?
2: Oh, energy-wise, you can feed yeah. off of each other. It's so much easier to uh, to be, you know, or to to feel the energy of a live band. It's always changing. Yeah. And uh, nothing's really the same. And and they're reacting to guitar solos and the audience. There's always something more for the audience too. Mm-hmm. So it's like totally. It's just a better experience. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when you got shelved, it's,
1: sorry, go did ahead. we come to that conclusion? That's what happened. You guys got shelved at. Universal. Universal and Wax. Yeah. So yeah.
2: So we were shelved. I mean, the experience was pretty, it was like a, a bit of a blessing because they really taught us how to write. So we just got put into rooms with different artists every day, uh, often at like nine o'clock in the morning. And I don't know if you know where the Universal offices are. They're uh, North Scarborough.
1: Um, God. No, so didn't know that. So
2: we would wake up at, you know, six thirty, seven in the morning, take a bus out there. We'd often get there, and they wouldn't even let us in. Did like we'd be like, Bring. and they'd be like, "Sorry, bro, you're not. You know, your team's not here yet. You can't come in." And so the fucking A and R, uh you know, setting these meetings up for us, would have us come in early, and then he wouldn't even show up for about two hours. Uh, this is just like one of the million things that really pissed what me a, off about working with these guys.
0: Yeah. Oh God. So bad. You stand outside in the cold and just wait. Yep. Yeah, sometimes what a fucking cold. power trip! Yeah, uh, like.
2: and it's it's all like systematic manipulation too. Yeah. They they like to let you know that you're mm-hmm. down here when they're up there, and they act like it too. With
1: and all that artistic and they're all, talent, they're
2: all super charming too. So when you get there, they're like, Ugh. they just like blow past it and they just like start like giving you a pat on the ass and like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: you know, it, it's it's really weird. But uh, yeah, so we were writing songs. We probably wrote about sixty demos. Uh, a lot of them, which we really liked, um, and uh, they didn't release anything. We recorded a few things. Uh, basically, what happened is the A&R would come in, and he would like play a little bit on the record, which is absurd, because we didn't ask him to.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd be
2: like, yeah, this is the one. This is the one. And we're like, that is the worst song you could possibly pick. Like, that... <laughs> We were writing that. We were writing that to play ball just to show you that we'd write a bad song for you. Yeah. Like, the song that you wanted. And he's like, no, this is the one, guys, I'm telling you. And they had all their artist-side stuff on the radio and stuff. So they're just like, you guys want to make any money? Like, you know, this girl's just got enough to buy a new car and all this. They're just like, so much shit talk. This is the one. it's like, yeah, this is the one because you have a writing credit on it.
1: Right, That's what. Yeah. That was
2: what was happening. And we're like, we're just, we were too proud. We we're like, we're not playing ball like that. Mm-hmm. So we would go to the, the studio, record their really bad songs, and then um, we had it in our contract, um, a creative clause where we could release anything we wanted And when it really came down to it. We have okay. 100% creative control. Um, that was in our contract. So one of the things they do is your contract doesn't actually mean anything. Um,
0: then what's the content point?
2: Just to get you in there it's uh they have all the power right they had been we hadn't been playing any shows so we had no money we'd been writing for them for a year completely like our fan base is now shrinking
0: because you're not like keeping relevant yeah. keeping things mm-hmm. going yeah what about like your social me- i guess
2: i mean social we, media
0: at the time
2: we changed we changed the band name we oh, did oh yeah we want to talk about everything that. <laughs> yeah so, so let me let me just tell you what happens with the contract yeah. you go yeah. you go okay it's in our contract we have a creative clause And they're like, okay, well, if you want to talk about your contract, you can get your lawyer to contact our lawyer. By the way, our lawyers are on on retainer. We pay them a salary. We don't pay them per case. Yeah. And your lawyers don't exist because you're a poor band. So bring it on. We'll see you in court. Uh, And so you don't really, your contract means fuck all in there unless you have money.
0: Wow. Yeah. So That's super disappointing and frustrating. It
2: was awful. I mean, this is like at this point by the end of our, uh, wax career, it was like three years.
0: So, of just that back and forth of not being able to put anything out and not... Yeah.
2: Or maybe it was two two and a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's devastating for a young band, an aging band. You know, we're in our 30s yeah. now. And it's just like... Yeah, it was devastating.
1: So you guys eventually left or did you guys get dropped by them? What no, happened? we
2: begged. We begged to be dropped. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let us go. Um... They fought us for that, like we wanted to leave for about a year, we had decided. And uh, we actually did get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And we eventually, I just, I think I talked to the, um, the better half of the label mm-hmm. and um, just pleaded, you know, like, let us out. This is our career, this is our life.
1: So who was the point man in the band when it came to discussing contracts and getting out of the contracts? Was it um, one of you or was there multiple?
2: I think I mean for a long time it was just me and a big part of uh, the problems with the band is when it became um, and everybody raised their hand and let's take a vote mm-hmm. because we were drastically different people and that was uh, yeah that was a, a problem that there wasn't just one band leader.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, and um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say.
1: Um, talking Qu- about you guys got a lawyer.
2: Yeah, we got a lawyer and we had a we had a manager at the time. I'm probably responsible for why we signed such a shitty deal in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a total scumbag, too. <laughs> One of my best friends at the time. And, uh, yeah, like the label, he robbed us blind. So...
1: Wow. Oh. Fun
2: business, yeah. No. It's been a... It so you guys a, eventually
1: pleaded to get dropped. Yeah. Got dropped. Got dropped. Eventually. In the process, they did ask you to change the name.
2: Yeah, as soon as we signed, it's one of those things when we talk about like systematic uh, takeover. They just, you know, it's it's, uh, we didn't know it at the time, um, but it's one of these standard things they'll do to like get control of the band. So you're not you're not your own band after a while. They kind of want to make you their their project, Mm -hmm. and uh, they think they can do everything better than you did. So even though you develop this huge fan base and they see the value in your music. They go to their, your shows and see like what's awesome about you and why they would want to sign you. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, let's change everything about you. So it's, it's really weird.
1: And you changed the name to Nixon. Was there any marketing research behind why the (laughs) name changed to Nixon? Was there, what was the argument?
2: So the argument was, um, they came up with a bunch of names. They all sucked. We came up with a couple hundred names like we were just sitting there in the bar getting drunk just like we did with the first one and just taking votes <laughs> just like taking votes on all the, the names and what
1: was the, the worst one they gave you
2: um uh, the worst one they gave us i can't even remember they mm. were not they were not good mm. they were these people are not cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> old white men yeah
2: yeah this is a relatively younger Section of the label, but uh, (laughs) still not very cool. It's it's a pop label, so
0: yeah, it's a pop label. Yeah,
2: Yeah. that that section of it at least. Um, so the Nixon thing came up after just like we were having such a hard time agreeing on names, and the whole band, the band as a whole. And then I think I came up with it, and as soon as I. Everybody was like, yeah, whatever. Like, we've been arguing for three days. We could live with this one. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. Whatever. The label will turn it down. So mm. the label was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And I was like, fuck, I don't like this name.
1: <laughs> of course I, you think it's cool. It reminds you of a white president. <laughs> that's yeah, why. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I think there was, uh, for us, it was, like, ironic, the name Nixon. And we thought it would just be, like, funny to, like do a lot of like nicks yeah. things and just be like <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
2: yeah i, I think there the irony was lost though it was like it did not get received well
0: no <laughs> no no uh okay um so you find so they made you change your name they made you write a, you wrote a bunch of songs which you thought was a plus because it gave you a lot of writing experience a lot
2: of writing experience silver yeah, lining. It totally changed when we left it changed uh it changed how we wrote music we were pumping out demos a lot faster. Cool. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that way. And I think had things been a little better between the band after, we really could have taken off for sure. Because mm. we had all these great songs under our belt.
1: So what was it that happened to the band after you guys left the label?
2: Um, there was a lot of indecision. Again, it was... Uh, I mean, we had fired our label, we had fired our manager, and um, we had basically appointed... Uh, one of the band members, um, our guitarist, uh, Matt, as kind of band band leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really good because he's ar- arguably the best musician in the band okay. and uh, he's super, super talented. And uh, there was a lot of indecision after that. It, it, even though he was the band leader, it really did kind of, it was like everybody raised their hand and there was a lot of... Uh, insecurity about between the bands about you know what should be our next release when we're going to do it Mm -hmm. there was a lot of rehashing redoing songs and you know I bet I think it was like so it was about three years ago no about two years ago I left and um, it was just because we couldn't we weren't making any decisions at this point I had been writing um, for so long and though I've would argue that music is personal to everybody it really felt like I had written my entire life and I was up to here like I was up to the present Mm -hmm. and I'd written so many songs and they were all so personal to me Mm -hmm. and yeah it was kind of like my diary and and I just didn't want to write I didn't want to write for my friends anymore I wanted to write for the world that was my always my intention Mm -hmm. and uh yeah really after a while of not releasing all that it kind of sucked Mm sucked the life out of my you know, my motivation to write anymore.
1: Yeah. So, and you guys weren't able to release any of the songs you had written
2: um, while we, you
1: were, while you were writing for those three years uh, after yeah, you'd been dropped, right?
2: They argued that we couldn't, um, in our contract, they said yeah, those are all our property. Um, but we just were like, uh, at this time they had actually stolen a lot of money from us. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done a, Couple of, uh, guest features, and they didn't put put me on the publishing. And um I looked it up. All right, I know somebody in SoCan, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Show me, you know, at fifteen percent, how much would we have made off this song?" Because mm-hmm. that was what I was supposed to be put down. And uh, one of the songs was about eighteen thousand dollars they stole from us.
0: Wow, shit! And that's just one, just for doing one feature.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's just for uh royalties. Um now we got some of the neighboring rights for that which is good. We just kind of like small cash injection to the band but yeah. um mm-hmm. uh yeah, basically like it's uh yeah, just another fucking bullshit thing that happened at uh, Wax. But um yeah, the we did release some of those songs anyway yeah. and um we didn't really uh we didn't really have the game plan set and we kind of just wanted to release them, and we did, and they were received pretty well, uh-huh. but um, to a much smaller audience than uh, had we done that Three not- years earlier? Yeah, three years earlier. Yeah.
1: So how were you guys living when you were on the label for those three years when you're going in writing? Were they paying for your living fees? Were they paying you a small fee at all? No, no. Which is a crazy misconception because people think as soon as you get signed, you're getting paid.
2: Well, that's how it was in the old days. Yeah. Um they would give you a cash advance. Right. So it's like, okay, here's you know whatever, a hundred thousand um, dollars if it was a a good like indie deal, and you can uh, live on a little bit of that. Um, mostly, you're probably going to put. Uh, oh no, so yeah, no, that would be living. That would just be living expenses, and then the the uh, label would record your album and pay for all that, and then. Right. Uh, you would have to recoup more than your cash advance. Um, Mm -hmm. The label would, you know, you wouldn't get paid till they recouped all that money from album sales, shows, et cetera. Right, right.
0: But that would be be ideal so that you can, like, focus in on making Mm -hmm. that album and not running to a bunch of Joe Jobs or fucking side gigs, right? Yeah. And is that what uh, you guys were doing was running to Joe Jobs?
2: um, I was. A few of the guys had uh, career jobs, but... um, uh, Andrew Cameron the other singer was uh, an actor and he was actually pretty successful which is rare you guys could like have him on and he's gone through like four different types of careers yeah, all in interesting. the arts yeah so um, he was pretty successful by the end he was taking Joe jobs um, because he had put his acting aside That's for true. music like all of right. us we put our kind mm-hmm. of careers aside um, I was working odd jobs I was a a mason for a while, uh, demolitions. Um, I'm a server now. Mm -hmm. I was a server for most of my music career. Um, sometimes it was a little more part-time than others, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we, and our, our, uh, guitarist is an astrophysicist. So what (laughs) the fuck? yeah he's actually super kind of becoming like a very trendy like cool name in the science world right now mm-hmm. the new york times just did an article on him like his, Damn. Interesting. Where his music career probably, i mean i wouldn't argue that this is a a case but like these other guys kind of had careers that were building and i was like my eggs are in this basket you know right. which is a little bit of a that's
0: that's a hard yeah. thing to deal with within a band if or the, a group yeah if you're priorities are split like that and yeah. you don't seem to be all on one page it's really hard to get everybody to the same amount of motivated right
2: mm-hmm, absolutely
0: mm-hmm. um I think i want to ask what we were talking about before fuck
1: about before this yeah we we're talking about um how what his joe job was and how they were making money right
0: uh, nope, one not that. <laughs> Great. We're doing, we're
2: doing, uh, name, the, the horrible name change. Horrible name change. Leaving. Leaving. Leaving the label.
1: Um, I think we got up so to leaving you, the band, but I might have just So after you me. left the band, is, are they still playing now?
2: Uh, yeah, they're still playing. They've got a band called Runners. It's, they uh, changed the name again. They changed the name again. Without me, it wasn't Tiny Danza.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, There's no rap element in it?
2: there's no rap element in it. Um, it's like a couple, they've released a couple songs or maybe just one song actually. And it was a song that I actually had a huge, awesome rap verse in, which, uh, they, they snapped out and they just did the song without it. They just did another singing verse. Yeah. Um,
0: how'd you feel about that?
2: Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any ill will about it. I'm just obviously a little disappointed because i think the song's awesome
0: mm-hmm. right
2: um it's great without me it's a great song yeah i really like it um i think they've only released one song they've done a couple shows i, I mean i get the feeling that their real careers are a little more important to them at this point than the right. music um i mean i, I could be wrong which we, we still talk a little bit and they're uh, they're definitely helping with me uh, helping me with my solo stuff which well, is I- nice like Awesome. All, the, all the relationships are still great. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah, there's no, there's no ill will. I mean, I don't think they were thrilled when I left, but uh, yeah. hopefully by now they're over it. Right.
1: Do you think the relationship? Do you think you would have left the band had you guys not signed with that label and had you kind of been thrown around?
2: Um, probably not. I imagine we'd still be making music together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, that that was was a hard the- time. Very. You know, we all took it different. It was a lot of anxiety every time we went in.
0: Right. I and we bet. all
2: dealt with it in a, in a different way.
0: Everybody right. deals with emotional stuff in a very different way. Everybody right. has different maturity level with yeah. emotional yeah Yeah, for elements. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I remember. Uh, how did your process change when writing music from before you were signed to while you were signed till now?
2: Um, before we were signed, we would get into a room and we would start jamming on an idea. Like somebody has an idea whether it be a riff mm-hmm. a chorus uh, a melody and we would start there and then we'd all we'd just turn on the the recorder and yep. just record what's happening mm-hmm. and then we would go back and be like that was a really cool part so it was essentially like an improv band at first hmm. and Sweet. we would eventually write around a song around certain parts and just what develop worked, it from what there didn't work. Yeah. 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 yeah and we would take we'd all take it home after rehearsal and we'd all come back with a little bit more done and uh, it was a really slow process, to be honest. I think yeah. it took six months one time to write a song.
1: Um, was it at least a good song?
2: Yeah. It was, one of, <laughs> it was one of our better live songs, but, I mean, yeah. you would never hear it on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so, when we went to Wax, they were like, yeah, you guys got to stop that shit. And uh, uh, they just, basically, we would, we would focus on the chorus. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, we'd focus on the chorus, uh, melody, lyrics, and then, a, you know, a basic instrumental background. Right. And we would just bang those out, and then we would develop those, those yeah. courses, and we would do everything on the computer. So we would play into uh, each part into a computer, um, and then just like into a little laptop, into uh, Logic, and then just kind of form it and mix and match it digitally until mm-hmm. we had the bones of the song mm-hmm. and we would record everything like we were recording it professionally. Yeah. So the demo and the idea was very clear. And, right. and that uh, that just stuck. That's how we wrote mm-hmm. since then. So even after we left, we were writing like that.
0: Interesting. Do you have like um, a preference to writing a certain way? Do you feel like one's more natural um, to I'm, you? I've,
2: I missed the jamming process, but um, my contribution to uh the song was mostly the lyrics and some um some of the melodies right so um all the vocal parts i could you know i felt very comfortable in in those roles but um so i would basically help uh make some decisions but um the instrumentalists mostly took care of the instrumental side right um so my process was take you know I liked to have a, a good chunk of the instrumentation done. Mm-hmm. I would take that home and I would just loop it, and I would sit there and stew in that in that pot for like, you know, six hours at a time sometimes. Wow! And that that's my process. My exact process is I like to wake up.
0: <laughs> yes. I
2: don't I don't eat anything. I don't uh, maybe I'll have a little bit of coffee, and uh, I work till about. Uh, I'll wake up at nine or ten, and I'll work till about. Three o'clock in the afternoon, when my hands are shaking, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I'll eat for the first time of the day, and then I can't work for the rest of the day. <laughs> I, I try to go back after lunch. Why is like,
1: eating such a? Why is? I think it's
2: like the debt, like the the desperation's gone. It's like I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable, you know. I'm like it's not.
0: There's no. There's
2: no like emotion after that it's just like oh that was good lunch was good oh I feel so much better now oh, okay time to time to go back to writing then I'm like YouTube Facebook yeah. whatever you know I
1: should try that
2: yeah no. it's, it's really good if you just make some ground rules like I'm not gonna touch any social media and I'm just gonna write until yeah. my fingers bleed
1: nice something yeah so you're moving into more of a solo career now how long did it take you to get back on that horse
2: I'm not fully back on it, to be honest no. with you. Yeah, uh, It's pretty apt to uh, say on a podcast called Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was like such a roller coaster ride. And when I got out, I remember uh, when I left, like finally it had announced that I'm leaving, um, which was really hard to leave uh, a band after 11 years because everybody had put so much effort into it at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a long time. It's a yeah.
1: decade. It's a Gee, decade That's a decade That is a huge chunk of your life I haven't done anything in my life for a decade You've been a dancer for a day. Yeah 20, I mean yeah But in terms years. of you know I've never been committed to something for a decade
2: Dancing for 20 years is a pretty big commitment
1: <laughs> I mean yeah in terms. I guess like in terms of like a, a relationship or like you know, a work relationship or I've never been right. a part of a piece
0: or a company for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, when Galpels hits 10 years, we'll have another conversation about it. We'll have a party. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so the, uh, the, when I, yeah, when I left the band, I don't think I would have left the band unless they told me like it was an option because mm. I didn't want to, you know, disrespect all the work they'd put in. And eventually they're like, Hey, if you want to go, you can go.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, Interesting. Yeah. And
2: when I left, there was like this huge weight that I didn't even know I was carrying. Yeah. It just like melted off me. I remember riding my bike after and I had my arms out of just no hands, just like that. Like Titanic, Titanic. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I did this and I had like, my eyes were watering probably because of the wind, but the wind was like hitting me and I felt it like all over my body. It was like such a crazy experience to be like, I don't have to wake up and worry about this tomorrow.
0: Yeah! Wow. Because wow. every
2: morning I woke up, it's the first thing I thought of, and it's the last thing you think about before you go to bed.
1: In the Hollywood movie of your life, that's how it's going to end. Yeah. It's just you, like, <laughs> riding your bike, like, screaming. Yeah. Down a Toronto it'll, street. It'll also be raining. Yeah. yeah, it'll be raining. And then you'll yeah. get caught in, like, a streetcar part and, like, fall over.
2: Yeah. Or I'll close my eyes and, like, yeah. right in the back of a van. Yeah. Big bus.
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, so
2: yeah, it was it was a huge huge relief. I I mean it I had mixed feelings, of course. It was sad. It was uh bittersweet, but yeah, it was fucking killing me. So as yeah. a result, like moving into my solo career, it's been very uh slow.
1: Mm-hmm. I right.
2: haven't released any music. Um I've written maybe four songs in the last couple of years. Right. I mean I've written a bunch of bare bones to songs and not developed them. Mm-hmm. I'll, no, I've probably written, like, 10, 12 songs, to be honest, but uh, nothing I really plan on releasing, so...
0: Right. Do you feel like there's a lot of emotions attached to writing songs for you right now, or, like, other things that are tied up in Tiny Danza that you're, like, not really dealing with, or you, that you don't want to deal with? You're, like... Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, it's hard... It's hard enough to talk about um, all the problems in the band because these guys are all my friends. Um yeah. It's really hard to write about, uh, like in hip hop in general, a lot of the, the uh, writing comes from struggle and angst and, and whatever you're going through. And that's what I was going through. So when I left, when I left the band, uh, one of the huge problems I bumped into was I was writing about how much I fucking hated it at the end and how much, uh, you know, like all the, the ill will I had towards some of my best friends. At this point, like I've thrown my life away, I've thrown most of my relationships away for this band. These guys are like essentially, at this point, like my only friends. Obviously, I have friends, but these guys, I was spending all my time with them. Yeah, couldn't go out uh, most nights because I I was either working, so I had work friends, or and then Mm -hmm. I had band friends, and my other relationships were just you know
1: falling by the the wayside. Yes.
2: So to write new shit. When all you're thinking about is like how angry you are and like how you're how you have resentment toward this guy and that guy and uh, and then like I'm like I can't release this shit like that'd be so awful leave the band and then start fucking shit just
0: talk. bashing them yeah
2: light everybody up like that so uh, now that I'm over that it's uh, it's a little bit easier to write and I can definitely release the stuff I'm writing right now it's just uh, finding my focus what. What the cohesive project is going to be is pretty tough right, right. now.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think there was like a therapeutic element in that writing though for you at the beginning?
2: Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it felt good. It was like writing a an angry email to your partner or something. It's like you just like
1: you just never it, send get it, it. <laughs> all out <you> know, <laughs>
2: and delete. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah, I didn't send any of my angry band uh, songs out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: didn't delete them though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just in case maybe yeah. in like a few more years no one will care and you can
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I I, I want to work with the guys too so it's like like what are you working on I'm like eh, nothing nothing right now <laughs> but uh, I've got some songs that aren't about them and about our relationship yeah. that uh, like for instance uh, before I I'm just taking off for a while to just kind of do like some music networking cool um, going overseas and uh before I do that I'm going to have my keyboardists come in and we're just going to like sit and play around with some of the stuff that I've been working Hmm. on. uh,
0: To have some stuff to take with you?
2: uh, Yeah so I mean I'm probably not going to have anything to show anybody over there to be honest but uh, I'm going with a lot of the Canadian music industry and we're bouncing around to a few of the places that uh, I have relationships with from the band. Oh, Oh sweet. So um, some people that know me are over there nice. um, in the in the uh, UK and whatnot. So, I I can still just be there and be a part of the industry. And so when I do release music, I still have all those relationships intact. So that's kind of right. why I'm going over right yeah.
0: now. Yeah, how is it in different networking for you now?
2: Um, I'm I and now just I'm more about making relationships. I have nothing to sell at the moment, which is kind of interesting. People mm, yeah. take to you a lot better when you're not trying to shove something down their throat.
0: Yeah, so, I bet, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's my networking right now is just going around talking to people and uh, it's interesting because whereas I would always have to talk about, well, not always, but you would, you know, my agenda would always be to bring up, all oh, this new song we're releasing or this, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, this, this promoter that you want to work with or whatever, um, now I'm getting a lot more, hey, man, like, when are you releasing music? Of people that are waiting Building for me. Building suspense. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah. is really cool because I'm like, ah, I don't, and they're like, oh man, you are awesome. This is like, you gotta, you can't stop making music. I'm like, ah, I'm working on something. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's nice to have somebody bug you about it.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, what's your favorite song that you guys ever did with, with Tiny Damza?
2: None of my favorites actually got released, unfortunately. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, Hard to say. There's a uh, the song that speaks to me the most. It's not the best sounding song, but uh, I like it. It's really like indie kind of sounds like kind of garage cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, "Singing for Singing for the People," mm-hmm. and I think it's on our old SoundCloud. So if you Google Tiny Danza SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. Um, or Tiny Danza Music, maybe, SoundCloud. Uh,
0: We'll put it in the show notes. Cool, yeah. Uh,
2: There's a song on there called Singing for the People, and that song uh, to me was like, uh, it's about being addicted to being on stage. It's about being addicted to uh, performing and writing and and doing everything for uh, this mass of people you have no idea and like how it feels when you're Mm -hmm. on stage. And how it's like a drug, and when you take that away, right. um, You can't, you can't really shake it. It's like always like chasing that first high. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have it in your life, and that's um, one of the things. Um, you know, being an artist is fucking killing me. Yeah, it was, but <laughs> like, I, there's there's no way around it.
0: Yeah. Right. Also, the reward
1: is <clears> yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, insane. Yeah, and, and a lot t- different from the reward that you grew up with with just painting. Yeah. The performance aspect of. Singing and performing—it's
2: immediate gratification. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And you're being—you're like frontman, basically, one of the front men, right? So yeah. you, you're right there. Mm-hmm. You're the people. You're singing to the people, and they're singing back at you. Yeah, which is probably one of the coolest feelings. Yeah, I can that, imagine. That's
2: a—that's a line in the song, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Maybe I listened to it. Something this morning. about
2: the <laughs> something about it's like I forget the lyrics. It's, it's an old song, but. Um, uh, something about being addicted for when you're singing for the people and they sing right back. It's like something about that is just like you can't. So even though I'm not really pushing right now, yeah, it, it, I'll be doing music for the rest of my life. There's I can't shake that
0: mm-hmm. that
2: feeling. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
2: Yeah, even so, I'm like a recovering addict, but I'll
0: <laughs>
2: I'll, uh, I'll go back to yeah. I'll go back to that drug. That's
0: so funny. Um, are you a little apprehensive about going back? Are you ta- you're taking your time on purpose
2: um no i uh, I'm not taking my time on purpose in fact i have i have a, a lot of guilt with oh. how long i'm taking to be honest oh. i just can't uh it's uh there's a lot of re i'm I'm kind of scared to to do it is one of the things mm-hmm. um, i'm I've become lazy because that work was really hard and uh i it's a matter of just I think hopefully after this trip and talking to a lot of my old uh, connections that I'll I'll have the motivation. Right. And I'm going to be seeing a lot of music on this trip, a lot of Canadians that are going to be overseas doing their thing because they didn't stop. Mm. Right. And uh, I think it'll be a good kick in the ass to just finally, you know, get back to that writing everyday routine. Right. And, and once I do that, I mean, I loved the writing process. I think once I do that, I'll be back in. Mm. I just have to... Realize, I think, that I'm doing it not because I feel guilty that I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like I love, everybody loves doing their art when it's just like, bam, you get an idea and it's like, whew, and it, it comes just together. comes yeah. together really quickly. And that still happens. But just actually forcing yourself when you don't feel like writing to wake up and it's write. It's
0: practice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have That's to get something. back into
2: that routine. And that yeah. routine, it's, it's hard. It sucks yeah. a lot of the time. So. It's,
0: it's something you have to constantly cultivate. Yeah. And you have to work on all the time, even if you don't want to.
2: Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the feeling of having done that a few times recently and you're like, Phew, this isn't coming together as easy as it used to because I am out of practice.
0: You've got right,
2: yeah. to you know, you fight through that part. And mm-hmm. I just haven't really gotten there yet.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll get there. I'll be back.
1: <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's great. We've got to ask him the question.
0: I will say, I have a
1: funny, funny story. Um, <laughs> in your email that you sent us, and you were like, beat on, it was really popular in Australia. <laughs> and I listened to it, and my boyfriend's Australian, and yeah. I was like, yeah, this sounds like literally every song I hear, or I wake up to Saturday morning, hung over to, because Lucas is blasting music, yeah. <laughs> it made sense to me that it was popular in Australia.
2: Yeah, it's, it's Beat Fly, not Beat Oh, on, sorry, yeah, Beat Fly, yes. It's, yeah, they, Australia, like, we didn't even know, That's beautiful thing about the internet, and it was, uh, we just got a couple emails being like, hey, uh, we're a radio station um, in Australia, and we play yeah. the song Beatfly a lot. Um, It actually uh, was voted by our listeners to, like, win this, like, radio competition. We didn't know we were in a competition or anything. And they're like, "Um, it's to get your song in uh, Rock Band, Rock Band 3 for PlayStation and and Xbox. And we're like, cool. Like, it sounds like a fucking scam. Like, (laughs) what what are you talking about? (laughs) And they're like, so if you can just send us all all of your stems, we're going to, like, put your song in the game.
0: Did you get any money for that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was like uh, a featured song okay. for their downloadable content. So it wasn't like cool. okay. in the original uh, thing, but um, I think I don't know a couple thousand downloads or something. Had a bucket a download, and we got all the money for it. So it was, oh, nice! It's pretty cool. That's and awesome.
0: Also, that's like just a super cool thing to have on your like.
2: Yeah, we all had to go out and we <laughs> yeah. bought an Xbox and just so we could play it. And uh, it's funny because you see, like these, there's like hundreds of videos of kids playing it um, and, and posting. They're like, well, "I got perfect score on expert guitar," and uh, we, can, our guitarist who actually did the solo, can't do his solo <laughs> on the game. He's like, he's like it's too fast for him, and his hands aren't coordinated to push. The I mean, buttons the different ways, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. It's like, oh yeah, this eight-year-old kid fucking crushed it. Yeah. Our guitar player can't, but needs <laughs> to go on from our band account, go on to some of the videos, and be like, "Great job, man."
1: <laughs>
2: That's cute. so cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so, being you've talked about it a little bit. So, being an artist is kind of fucking killing you, eh? Yeah,
2: it's yeah. it's the you know it's everything to me, and it's the bane of my existence. It's, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wish this on anybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Isn't that what like a lot of artists say though? They're like, I hope that my child is, never has to deal with being an artist. Yeah. They always can. Yeah.
2: Having said that, all two things if I ever have kids, which I probably won't, um, I'll, I'll definitely start them off playing an instrument, mm-hmm. um, learning another language. Every reason like my parents fucked me up by not doing in my you know. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I'm gonna do that for my kids. Yeah, (laughs) totally. You're gonna be an artist, and then they're gonna grow up to be a fucking homeless person. So (sighs) (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll force it down their throat. I want to live vicariously through you, Junior. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta rap and play guitar and drums all at the same time. But in (laughs) the indie music
1: scene with a (laughs) five-year-old? Oh god. (laughs) You're gonna Uh, be
2: the next the Beatles, (laughs) but it's all you. (laughs) Just you. (laughs) Just you.
0: Oh my uh, God, no. My instant reaction, we were like, my kid's going to be, before you said homeless, was a banker. It's yeah, like the yeah. most boring. <laughs> yeah.
2: Honestly, like if I wasn't an artist, I probably would be uh, some fucking tech tycoon. Like, yeah, I had so I had so, <laughs> so much going for me before I started making music. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, the world was my oyster. It was, it's bad.
1: And now you're like, music. <laughs> you're am really fine. Like, You've never thought about it before. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm, I'm wait, waiting tables and making music. I, I had a successful company. I was running a company called Ecofile. It was helping businesses go paperless. I was saving, you know, saving the environment and helping companies get organized. And I was doing pretty well. I had been doing it for a couple of years. I got a big government grant to start it. Wow. And then when, I, when we signed, I was like... Mm. <laughs> oh, threw the company out.
1: <laughs> Did you? Have, this is true. Yeah. Have you start thought about like starting it back up again?
2: Well, the thing about Ecofile is that I was way ahead of the curve, um, the paperless curve.
0: Like and seven now, years ago, six, seven years
2: ago. Uh, so it would have been. I stopped doing the company. I had been running it for a couple of years, so I would have been like two thousand eight. I would have started developing the company and getting my business plan together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then by 2012, I guess, um, I had been in business for a couple of years successfully. Like yeah. Where I, was, I didn't have a job.
0: You were just making money. Just
2: making money, paying rent, and like doing everything from my own business. And I had a couple of big contracts on the horizon and everything, and I just walked away. To be fair, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the work.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. It
2: was not fun. Yeah. But... I was getting to the point where other people were working for me, it was mm-hmm. like contracting for small jobs and uh, or for some of the bigger jobs. Yeah. And, you know, the goal is to eventually have that running on autopilot and I would just be kind of running around booking the contracts, which would have been fine with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But it was probably a couple couple years away from that anyway.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And making music. If everything music, went well. Yeah. yeah. And making music with the label was like a full-time job. Like I said, I was in there every morning yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, it was just like I too hard to juggle, so I chose being an artist, <laughs> and uh, now I'm a poor waiter. So yeah,
1: wouldn't have it any other way though. Yeah, you know, yeah,
2: it. I love waiting tables. So it's my real talking passion. to people, yeah.
0: talking to people the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Every time I tell people
1: at work that every time I'm forced to marry ketchups, it really puts into perspective what my decisions. are <laughs> <have> <laughs> Oh, like, the smell of vinegar, <laughs> it's like you know, the best way to. Live in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we all have. I our... literally sit there and I'm like, oh, I should listen to my father." Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm trying to think of what my my moments are. It's when somebody's, I think, when somebody's being really difficult. Like not like assholes, I can deal with. Mm. It's when someone is like a difficult customer at a table. I'm like, they're like. And I know I'm like this, and I just and one thing is there is this uh, gluten free. I'm like, do you have a gluten allergy? I'm like
0: No. Just trying just, to shed ten pounds. Yeah, just like, and it's just like. How about you stop that can't get away you from have. that table, yeah. and
2: all I all it starts to go peanuts on me. It's like wah 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 wah, <laughs> and in my head I'm like, I'm like this is not. What I imagined that be I
1: your entire life, life. <laughs> yeah.
2: just like I'm glossed over, and then there's this internal dialogue. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done this. Oh, maybe it's right here where I went wrong. It's just like, and by the end, you're you're looking down at this person. And it's like, I don't even know what they're talking about yeah, anymore. Like, yeah, it's free.
1: You, you're fine. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, you have what deadly allergy? Oh, yeah, I'm from yeah, maybe. Hopefully, we're about to find out. Yeah, we're to find out if uh, it's in there.
1: Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I think that's a good place to to end her. To Wrap it we're at the yeah. we're at the fifty minute mark. Is um, so there anything you want
0: to plug, Galen?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's plug. Uh, I'll plug my my old bands. They're you know they're still releasing music, and uh, as much as you know, I've said awful stuff about them. They're they're fucking awesome. Sweet. And um, a lot of the songs that they're re- uh, going to be releasing soon, uh, I've worked on some of those, and, and they're quite good. So, uh, Runners Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, look them up. It's Runners with a V. And uh, keep your keep your eyes open for uh, my new stuff, which is going to be under the name brrr, Trash Panda. Ooh. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love
1: that. That's my nickname when I'm hungover. Trash
2: Panda. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like it's Toronto. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. It's funny. It's like I'm, an inside it's gonna, joke. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be my new music's going to be a lot trashier and a lot, <laughs> a lot more lighthearted. I'm going to be so your biggest fan. It's going to be awesome. <laughs>
1: um,
2: all the socials are set up already. Trash Panda MC. Right.
0: Nice.
2: And uh, yeah, check that shit out when it comes out. No promise it's gonna be anytime soon, but.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. Thanks, Galen. Hey. Yeah. Thank uh, you. That was awesome. Please subscribe. Please follow. Write us a review. Oh my God, please. If you someone write, us write, a, write a, review, us a review, we can stop
1: telling you to write
0: us a review.
1: <laughs> so just please do that.
0: <laughs> please do. It makes us so much more findable and searchable on all platforms. Yeah. And we'll stop talking about it as Even soon as somebody like, does it. You're
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Five star. That's all you we need. You are a
1: trash panda. I don't care. Just write us something. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Just anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks guys. I'm going to
2: review this one. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, two stars. Yeah. Did not like the guest.
0: <laughs> Written by Galen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi guys. With, this, with these praying hands. Okay. Awesome. Bye.